Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com. Talking about the second test match at Adelaide. So um, the, the incredible stuff around what we've seen this is that they tried to get Pat Cummins to get through to play. That was foolhardy in the extreme with the short turnaround. And now he's gone back. Uh, Josh Hazelwood is out too. Michael Nisa comes into the side. So to join Scotty Boland there in a new look bowling lineup. But the big story obviously is David Warner. I'd love to get your thoughts as cricket fans, cricket lovers um, around David Warner and um, what the response has been from him to the response from Cricket Australia about uh, getting some sort of leadership position back in Australian cricket, Tristan. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, just reading the room, there's been an interesting uh, reaction to some of his his statements, and uh, and and yeah, it, it's a fascinating one because at the same time we've got Stephen Smith now as the as the captain of this outfit too. But just before we get onto that, the uh, Michael Nisa coming to the squad, he was actually um, he was actually a member of our little indoor cricket team for uh, for a oh. while, and. Uh, he had to. I had to sort of just try. I told him to bend the back a few times when I'd, I'd outpace him a few times back when he was he was 14 and I was uh, 22 or whatever the, the age difference was. But uh, no, yeah, Davey Warner. He, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm. There's obviously so much going on there. He's he's already indicated that he's at the back end of his career and there's not much uh, you know potential red ball cricket in there. So, you know, to, to put his name forward for captaincy and these sort of things, I just don't know, regardless of what's happened with the sand, sandpaper side of things, is there merit in, in bringing him back into that position if the longevity is, is not necessarily going to be there anyway? So um, I, I think, Jared, you've you probably got a stronger opinion on this than what I might might have, but uh, it's, it's an interesting uh, couple of uh, excerpts in the media. Yeah, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not David's um, greatest fan, but I have to say... I thought, uh, Jimmy, uh, Malcolm Conn's discussion with you earlier in the week and then his article in the uh, Sydney Morning Herald in the last 24 hours absolutely sums it up. And what a disaster of a mess the leadership of Australian cricket is and the fact that here we are nine months later going around in circles without anybody being able to make a decision. And it's all because we've got lawyers at 10 paces pointing fingers uh, there's no leadership from the board, from the CEO, from the top down at Australian cricket. Um, and as Malcolm Conn correctly says, you know, it, it took them two days to make decisions when um, there was uh, the ill fortune of what unfolded in South Africa. Yet here we are going around in circles for nine months. And, you know, Warner rightfully has just blown up and said this is absolutely ridiculous. Um, surely someone can make a decision and has put his hand up and now said, no, don't worry about it, I'll just step back. Um, you know, the public, as we all sort of touch on over recent weeks, you can just see that the public, and I'm certainly one of them, I mean, you know, going back um, five years and beyond, I've spent the last 35 to 40 years, you know, sitting in cars, listening to one day cricket or test cricket or, you know, getting up at three, uh, two and three in the morning to watch a, a test match overseas, whether it was South Africa or England or India, um, and just avidly wanting to watch and support Australian cricket. I mean, these days, um, you know, unless it looks like a captivating game, I probably would only watch, um, you know, 30% of what I used to watch. And, you know, I would be considered an avid sports follower. The, the general public is just falling off by the wayside. It was an incredible overreaction from Cricket Australia in the first instance. Um, it was a classic case of the tail wagging the dog when they were responding to what people thought should, could happen, when no one understood 
that this has been happening across cricket teams for a long, sides for a long, long time. I know that the presence of sandpaper was a new low, but you know they 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 massively overreacted. So here we are, four years later. Steve Steve Smith's about to captain the team in a test match, and David Warner quite rightly says, in my opinion, given the lack of process that has taken forever to happen. That he says, no, nah, bugger it. I'm not going to go for a leadership position. All he wants to do is captain a BBL side. But that, that's all he wants to do. And that they don't give him the opportunity to do so. And so the next part of me makes wants to think, why? Why do they not want to let David Warner do that? Why do they want to make him testify in public when they make no one else do that? It's incredible. And the, the reason must be this, because they don't want him anymore. So they want him out. You know, they've had enough of him. And that might be the case, but the way they've gone about it, I think it just stinks. And the, the, here's how haphazard the leadership is from Cricket Australia. We've got David Warner, the guy they don't want to hang around. They're giving a bonus contract to to play in the BBL. And they've got the bloke who was also involved in Sandpaper Gate, captaining the side in the test side, but they can't make room for him in the BBL. It, it's so haphazard the way they're going about things. It, it, it really is comical, amateurish. And it's really disappointing from an Australian cricket fan's point of view. But anyway, what do we do? Go, go the Aussies. And Jimmy, it's it's having a flow-on effect. It's having a flow-on effect from the from the top down. Of course it is. It it, it has to. Uh, the, and the kids that are playing, they don't understand it. The the hard bitten people have been around the block and seen it like like we all have it, saying, "Come on, guys, you're not you're doing a disservice to your national teams, Tristan." Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, you only, like I'd like to put it back to the, to the Socceroos for a second because at the start of the tournament when uh, France dominated and beat us 4-1, the, the, the knives were out. The, everyone was saying Graham Arnold was this and that and, and people were bagging the Socceroos for getting into the World Cup and not being competitive. Literally in a week and a half's time, the sentiment has completely changed. The Aussie public wants to support their national team. The Aussie public wants to support whether it be soccer, whether it be cricket, whether it be rugby league, whether it be rugby union, they want to support the national team. And obviously, if things aren't going well, they're going to, um, you know, kick, kick, kick them when they're down. But the change doesn't need to be massive. There's some very, very simple fixes here that can get the public back on side. And you can see in the space of literally two weeks, the Socceroos have gone from not being that well supported to probably being the, the, the number one sporting side nationally in, in the country, which is, which is a phenomenal achievement. I think cricket need to take a leap out of that book. And just to think, they won that test match against the West Indies. Like the West Indies haven't yeah. been beaten all year. The West Indies were competitive, but the Aussies still won it. And yet still, we're, we're not talking about the great cricket that they're playing. I, I don't know whether you can measure motivation, but if David Warner could get 100 today at the Adelaide Oval, I think he'd be a very happy opening batsman.